Don't ask me to talk about the Kings loss in Cleveland. I'm not going to do it. I've talked about games like that at least 30 times, 30 episodes talking about Kings performances like that one in Cleveland over the six years or nearly six years that I've been hosting the Locked on Kings podcast. I'm not going to do it. Instead, I'm going to talk about what matters here in Sacramento beyond just one really, really bad performance. I've said it before and I'll say it again. This Kings roster has a collection of very talented players that are terrible as a group. They've been terrible now for three seasons. It doesn't work. It's time to make a change. There's only one man who can save this season for the Sacramento Kings, and it's not De'Aaron Fox. It's general manager Monty McNair. I've been asking for a swing for the fences move from McNair and the Kings for a while. Now seems like the perfect time. And in fact, it is what is absolutely needed if this team wants to do more than just sneak their way into the play and be a quick exit. We'll talk about it on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked on Kings. Hello and welcome to Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of your Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports media member for the last seven years. This is my eighth season covering Kings basketball, formerly for Sacramento Sports Radio, now with ABC 10 television here in the California capital. And why would you want me to talk about that Cleveland game? And I'm sorry if there are new listeners who have never listened to the Locked On podcast before. Maybe you're looking for an episode to make you feel better about that Cleveland Cavaliers loss. First off, welcome. So glad you're here. And I hope that you'll continue to be a part of this uh, Locked On Kings community. But like I said in the intro, I've talked about games like that over 30 times. And that's not an exaggeration. Over 30 times, uh, probably more than that. Uh, over the course of the, the the time that I've been hosting the Locked on Kings podcast for nearly the last six years. Very predictable performances, horrible performances, horrible effort. And the one thing I will say about this game, and what I think is more frustrating than the final score and how the Kings played and how they were completely outmanned really from the get-go and the, the effort just wasn't there, is the fact that the Cleveland Cavaliers can now add themselves to the long list of teams who started their rebuild significantly after the Sacramento Kings and have seemed to have surpassed them. Now, that might be a little bit premature with this Cavaliers team, but they've done the right things. They've made the right moves. They've drafted well. They have a good, solid young core that's playing really, really well. They have a star to build around in Garland. Uh, They have solid veterans like that. Cleveland Cavaliers team is playing very well. And they're playing, normally I would kind of, undermine what a good young team was doing in the East versus the West because the West is typically significantly better than the East, but not this year, man. Not this year. The East is better than the West this season. The records are are a clear indication of that. There are a lot of bad teams in the Western Conference. Yes, the Kings are one of them. And it still is as difficult as it is currently and as it has been for the Kings to put themselves uh, in the play-in conversation. Nobody... On this roster, De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, Davion Mitchell, Harrison Barnes, Buddy Heald, 
Marvin Bagley, nobody on this roster is going to save this Sacramento Kings team and is going to save this season. There is, I've seen enough from this roster to know that none of these players are going to be able to get this group to click and work together and be successful consistently. They'll have stretches, they'll have flashes, they'll draw us in, they'll go on little three-game win streaks, and then sometimes rattle off like six wins in eight games, seven wins in nine games, and then they'll throw it all away with horrible performances like we've seen in the last couple of games. That's who this Kings team is. And no matter how good of any individual player on this version of the roster with this core, and I'm not just talking about complementary pieces. I'm not talking about the Mo Harklesses, the Alex Lenz, the Tristan Thompsons. They have their pitfalls, of course, but they're role players. I'm talking about this core group. It's a failure. This main core in Sacramento is a failure, and there's not a player on that roster, no matter how good individually, that can get this core to play together and work together. I also don't think there's a coach outside of a super Hall of Fame coach. And hell, even if Greg Popovich walked through that door, I don't know if Greg Popovich could get this team to play together successfully. They're not good enough. They're not strong enough. They're not consistent enough. They're not mentally tough enough to be able to figure it out. So regardless of head coach, regardless of of player on this roster, this group, they're not going to work together. They're going to fail. Monty McNair, general manager Monty McNair, is the only person who can save this season for the Sacramento Kings. The only person. And I know there is going to be at least one of you listening, and it's totally okay if you feel this way, that is going to say, save the season. Matt, what are you talking about? We always were hoping and and thinking that this Kings team could be in the play-in, and and they're right there in it. Currently, the Kings are actually half a game out of the play-in, both the ninth and 10th spot, currently held by the uh, Trailblazers and the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Kings are in 11th right now, just a half game above the Spurs, who are in 12th, and only two and a half games ahead of the Rockets in 13th. But yeah, you're right. With how bad the Western Conference is, even with the Kings being 11 and 16, they're right in the thick of things. They are in the play-in, and there is still a really good chance that they'll make the play-in. That's not good enough. It's not. I get that this fan base has struggled through 15 seasons of losing basketball. Newsflash, it's going to be 16. Unless McNair makes a big change at this trade deadline, it's going to be 16. And by big change, we're going to get into this. By big change, I mean swing for the fences, all-in, gamble of a move. It needs to happen. It's the only way to salvage this season beyond just sneaking your way into the plan. It's not good enough. I get that we would love to see the Kings play in a meaningful elimination type game. Play in is not playoffs. It may be postseason by technicality, but it's not the same thing. The goal this season for the Kings was to make the playoffs not just the play-in. They would love to make the playoffs through the play-in. That was always going to be their most likely path. But the playoffs were the goal, meaning a best-of-seven series. Hell, even if you sneak in and you take on the number one seed Suns, the number two seed Warriors, and you get your ass kicked and you're swept in four games and you lose by 20 every single game, at least there are two home playoff games inside the Golden 1 Center for us to enjoy, and the drought, the playoffless streak is over. History is avoided. That's the goal. Play in. Just making the play in barely by the skin of your teeth. 
and getting eliminated because there's no way this team, the way they're playing, there's no way you can tell me by any reason I should believe that this team is going to be capable of winning two games to actually make it into the play-in or playoffs rather. Because if they're making it through the play-in, they're going to be either a ninth or 10th seed, meaning they have to win twice to get in. You think this team is capable of that? Maybe they are capable. But would you you feel confident in that? I sure as hell wouldn't. What has this team done to give you any indication that that is the case? I've talked about this before. This Kings team could make the play-in, but it's also about looking like you belong. At 11 and 16, this group of Kings that we've seen, the ups and downs of this season, does this team watching them say they belong in the postseason? They belong in the playoffs? The answer is unequivocally no. They don't. They don't belong. Because this roster, this group is incapable of being successful together. I don't blame Alvin Gentry. I didn't completely blame Luke Walton. Sure, they're part of the team. They can be part of the problem in some way, but the problem has been staring the Kings in the face for three seasons. What's been the consistent? This core. Fox, Bagley, to some extent. Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes, Rashawn Holmes to some extent, Tyrese Halliburton to some extent, but those guys are more excusable. I'm mainly talking about Fox, Heald, and kind of Barnes. It doesn't work. It hasn't worked. It's not going to work. So Monty McNair can't just... Hope to add a little bit of a sprinkle of a a, a role player here or a small move at the trade deadline there and expect things to be any different. This group is not going to figure it out and get it together. Now, that doesn't mean that the Kings can't make some significant moves and keep guys like Fox and Halliburton to have them continue to play together because I still think that can be a good backcourt for the future or Barnes and Fox in some capacity. Like, there are still... there. players, collections of players on this roster that you can keep together to still be successful. But this group as a whole needs to be changed, needs to be broken up. And this team needs more, a lot more, especially in the way of hustle, of intensity, of consistency, of effort, of physicality. You know, Alvin Gentry, at the end of his press conference after the loss of the Cleveland Cavaliers, he told the media, this team's not quitters. They're not quitters. And you know, he's right. This team isn't, they're not quitters, but they're not hustlers either. They're not winners. They're not go-getters. This team does what they did in Cleveland all the time. Get their ass kicked for two and a half, three quarters and make some kind of weird comeback to where the final score doesn't look nearly as bad as the game actually was. But why does it take guys at the end of the bench to make that effort? Why are the guys starting the game? The guys played multi-million or paid multi-million dollars. The guys that are supposed to be the stars, the leaders, the elite talent. Why are they not capable of doing it consistently? We should never have to question this team's effort. We can question their skill. We can question their ability. But we shouldn't ever, ever, ever have to question effort. And yet we do so on a nightly basis with this group. So no, they're not quitters, but they're not hustlers. They're not winners. They're not starters. It's sad that this team has been shown up by the guys at the end of their bench so many times already this season. And we're just over a quarter in. We're not even at Christmas yet. You know, I've had people ask me and and bring up on Twitter 
for my thoughts on De'Aaron Fox smiling after missing the pair of free throws that could have tied or won the game in Charlotte. And I haven't really talked about it. And I hadn't really developed my thoughts on it because it was more than the free throws that bothered me about that game. And I talked about that after the game. It was the fact that the Kings were in a position against a a team so shorthanded as Charlotte was that they had to rely on their star to hit two free throws to win that game. But yes, the smiling does bother me. And Fox is not the only one that does that. We've seen Buddy Heald smile time and time again. Hell, we've seen Buddy Heald flirt with opposing coaches. We've seen a lot of Kings players smiling after embarrassing losses. That's the mentality of this team. There's a lot of really good dudes on this roster. Really good dudes. That locker room is filled with good dudes. But the words that Tristan Thompson said around a month ago, trying to fire this team up, those are just words. The words that the coaches and the players say about this team trying to improve defensively, those are just words. The words De'Aaron Fox or Tyrese Halliburton say about needing to do their job, needing to get better and holding each other accountable, those are just words because the actions aren't there. The actions are continued poor effort, continued inconsistency, and smiling and laughing after bad losses. That is this Kings group. And it needs to change. So it's on Monty McNair. Only Monty McNair can save this season. The Kings need an all-in swing for the fences move. It's time for the Kings to gamble. And if you want to gamble and win anything of worth, you have to put up or put at risk things of worth. I'm going to talk about that in more detail in just a second. Speaking of gambling, if you're going to do sports gambling, best place to do that is betonline.ag. BetOnline is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of, uh, for the continuation of basketball season, the start of NHL season, which is now well underway. Football season going on right now. BetOnline has everything you need. Remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use promo code Locked on to receive your bonus from basketball to football, UFC hockey, or rather UFC fighting, NHL hockey, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021, nearly 2022 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. You may have heard the date December 15th. That's an important date. That's when a lot of players who were signed to contracts during the offseason become eligible to be traded. And that's really where the doors start to open up and and trades really start happening. It's not going to be as wild and crazy, we think, as like around the trade deadline. But December 15th is that day where where things really start to open up. Players who just signed become uh, eligible to be traded, which matters a lot uh, for the Sacramento Kings with with players that they may want to try and move. But Monty McNair needs to do more than just shop role players and shop Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley and try and turn a halfway decent profit for them. This Kings team needs a lot more than that. I called for it last offseason. The Kings elected not to do it. They tried. They tried to make the move of, and this still wasn't enough, but the move to, to trade Buddy Heald to the Lakers for Kyle Kuzma and Montrezl Harrell. And yes, if that trade had gone down, I do believe this Kings team would be better, maybe not significantly better, but better than they are right now. I believe that without a doubt. But replace Buddy Heald with Kyle Kuzma and Montrezl Harrell, 
Is this Kings team a bona fide play-in team? They certainly have a better chance of making the playoffs through the play-in. But what this Kings team needs, in my opinion, is a all-in, swing-for-the-fences, gamble of a move from first-time general manager Monty McNair. None of this little turn Marvin Bagley around for a promising young player or an older veteran who maybe is just a rental for the remainder of the season, comes off the books, but can help the Kings in the short term. None of that. This Kings team needs a big shakeup. And people forget, we harp and spend way too much time, and I'm guilty of this too, we spend way too much time talking about the late 90s and early 2000s, the only glory years here in Sacramento. But sometimes you also have to look at history and learn from it, not just relive it. And learning from history, what is the move that started the whole thing? Trading Mitch Richmond, retired, his jerseys retired in the Golden One Center, beloved Sacramento Kings, superstar for disgruntled Chris Weber, taking a risk. Jeff Petrie took a risk. And it turned into the best years in the history of the Sacramento Kings. That is what's needed. Now, I don't know if Chris Webber is going to be walking through that door or a similar Chris Webber type player. What I'm saying is McNair needs to try to find this next Chris Webber. And I'm not just talking about the position or the type of player. I'm talking about the mindset, the leadership, the mentality. Someone to walk through that door and establish a tone on the floor that others are forced to follow or they get kicked out of the gym. That is what this Kings team needs. And I've seen enough to know it's not going to come from the coach. It's going to come from players. And I love De'Aaron Fox. I still think De'Aaron Fox could be a really, really important piece on a good Sacramento Kings team, hopefully a championship Sacramento Kings team one day. But De'Aaron has shown me enough to know that he's not going to be that Chris Webber alpha that this team needs. He's not. He's just not. Neither is Tyrese. Tyrese is a damn good player too, and I want Tyrese to still be here in Sacramento as part of a future championship Kings team. Tyrese is not that alpha. Kings need that alpha. Kings need a star. Kings need a leader. Kings need an impact player. Now, of course, a lot easier said than done. My overall point here is that Monty McNair, and I, I imagine he, he has been, will be, I would be disappointed if I were to somehow learn that Monty McNair was not aggressively working the phones, calling Indiana about DeMontis Sabonis. And I have a list of players here that just I would be interested in the Kings being involved in, or at least conversations in. DeMontis Sabonis in Indiana. Brandon Ingram with the New Orleans Hornets. Rather, the New Orleans Pelicans, sorry. Jeremy Grant with the Detroit Pistons. Here's one. Here's here's a dream one for me. Jalen Brown with the Boston Celtics. Of course, Ben Simmons with the Philadelphia 76ers. Christian Wood with the Houston Rockets. These are names, and I don't know if all these guys are going to be that alpha Chris Webber like I was just talking about, but these are names that I expect Monty McNair to call about. And the reality is, almost every single one of these names is going to cost you talent. You are not going to get any single one of these players or these caliber of players for Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley and draft picks. It's not going to happen. So put the ESPN trade machine away. It's not going to happen. And what's also not going to happen is Monty McNair is not going to trade away De'Aaron Fox or Tyrese Halliburton for a non-star. Like, I really like DeMontis Sabonis. I don't think the Kings need to trade De'Aaron Fox 
or Tyrese Halliburton for DeMontis Sabonis. But Davion Mitchell, Harrison Barnes, a Buddy Heald, a Marvin Bagley, I'm not talking about all these players, but these are players that should be in the conversation, plus draft picks. You're damn right. I get Davion Mitchell's exciting. He's young. He could grow into something. He's a good defender, arguably the best defender that's on this Kings team right now. I get it. Doesn't matter to me. He's a rookie, unproven. DeMontis Sabonis is a former All-Star, multi-time All-Star. You make that move. You pull that trigger. You don't be afraid to do that. Anything of value is going to cost you value in return. You're not going to nickel and dime anybody. Put your big names on the line and see what you can get for them. I would trade De'Aaron Fox today if I could get Jalen Brown. Easy. Done. If it's a straight up trade, I have no idea if that works. I would trade De'Aaron Fox for Jalen Brown in a heartbeat, and this team is instantly better. Tyrese Halliburton takes over the primary point guard duties, which he kind of already is. You have Davion Mitchell that's still here. You can plug him into the starting lineup, or Terrence Davis could play. I don't know what the hell the trade looks like. But I would do that in a heartbeat. I'm not trading De'Aaron Fox unless I'm getting a star in return. And I also know that I'm not trading De'Aaron Fox to a team, a good team, with stars. Because a good team is trying to acquire assets, not trade them away. Now, this isn't a star conversation, but I've had this conversation before about Harrison Barnes. I would like the Kings to hold on to both Tyrese Halliburton and Harrison Barnes. I'd be the most hesitant to move on from those two guys. In the case of Harrison Barnes, it's because the Kings need players like Harrison, but obviously better, but mainly players at his position. The Kings have no depth at that position. And if they're going to trade Harrison Barnes away, the likelihood of them getting a better... Like, you can include Harrison Barnes maybe in a Jalen Brown trade. Okay, Boston's had interest in him in the past. All right, I'm I'm willing to listen to that. But if you're trying to trade Harrison away and Harrison's the main piece that you're sending out in a trade package, you're not going to get better at his position in return. You're not. You're going to get equal at best. Which at that point is just a wash because this Kings team didn't get better. Swing for the fences, Monty McNair. Go for Jalen Brown. Go for Brandon Ingram. Go for DeMontis Sabonis. Worst everybody can say is no. And I don't know if McNair's job is on the line. I really don't. I hope it's not because I think it would be absurd for McNair to be fired after this season when he's mainly been forced to continue with Vlade's roster. And he's tried to make moves. They haven't ha- they haven't come through and that's not an excuse. Like you have to still get, make moves happen. But he's tried and they've fallen apart. He had the the DiVincenzo move, I guess, done for Bogdan Bogdanovich. That fell apart. He had the deal with the Lakers, Buddy Heald for Montrezl Harrell and and, uh, Kyle Kuzma done. That fell apart. So he's tried. And if Monty McNair were to be fired at the end of the season, make no mistake about it. There's no way anybody in Sacramento is running McNair out of town and putting the blame on him and not putting all of the blame and all the spotlight on Vivek Ranadiva and King's ownership because that's where all the heat would belong. McNair would just be a casualty caught in the crossfire. But if I'm Monty McNair, I'm not afraid at all of going all in and failing. What's there to be afraid about? You're going to get fired? Cool, you're on a path of getting fired in a year or two anyway with how things are going right now. You need a major shakeup. It's the only way things are going to change in Sacramento. The only way for you to keep your job is to put it on the line and put your neck on the line and put your roster on the line and put the King's future on the line. Not that the future is all that bright right now, but put it on the line, gamble, try for an all-in move, try and land a big name at the expense of some of your favorite pieces, your, your best pieces and draft picks. Try it. Or sell everybody 
trade everybody away for picks and young assets and embrace the tank. And I hate tanking. I hate it. Anyone who's listened to Locked On Kings for a while knows I hate tanking. Can't stand it. But where the Kings are now, either just missing the play-in or barely sneaking in, only to get another maybe 9 or 10 pick, but more than likely outside the top 10. Same old you-know-what every year. It's not going to work. Hasn't worked. Go all in or step away from the table and sell your assets. Trade Harrison Barnes. Trade Rashawn Holmes. And I hate saying that because you know I love those guys. And get picks and young players in return. You got to make a choice. Because this fence sitting, it's not going to work. It's been a failure so far. It will continue to fail. Go all in, Monty McNair. That's what I'm waiting for. And I want to know if you feel the same way. If you do, or if you feel otherwise, reach out to me. Any players that you want the Kings to go out and target, let them, let me know. At Matt George Sack on Twitter. Email me, MattGeorgeSports at gmail.com. Uh, and you can reach me uh, on uh, the YouTube comment section if you're watching on YouTube, that comment section down below. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam to get your money out of you really without you knowing. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, want, or you simply forgot about. There are way too many subscriptions now, at least that I have. Truebill instantly saved me money right away. I canceled four subscriptions immediately with Truebill. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. My number's not that high, but it's already over $100 that I've saved. Companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. All you do is link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And one thing they don't talk about that I really appreciate about Truebill is it also consolidates all of my subscriptions in one place. So if I can't remember what kind of subscription I have, what level of subscription I have for different companies, because you know companies have tiers of their subscriptions. Truebill has that on their app available for me. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. They do all the hard work for you. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash NBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash NBA could save you thousands of dollars a year. Truebill.com slash NBA. I tell you, it's hard to get excited for a game like Kings and Raptors tomorrow evening. I don't know if anybody should have any expectations for this game other than the Kings are going to continue to be consistent and we can basically flip a coin before jump ball to see what version of the Kings are going to show up. It's a very bleak way of looking at things and I'm not trying to turn you off to watching Kings basketball if it's something that you enjoy as much as I enjoy doing. It's part of my life. It's part of my career, obviously. But until McNair makes some moves, until things are shaken up with this roster and this core is broken up, not completely, but at least some pieces are moved and you try and make some kind of changes. It's going to be the same thing every night, which is we don't know what we're going to get, but more often than not, it's going to be inconsistent. And it's going to be bad because that's what this Kings team is. But it is a winnable game. And the Kings are trying to find a way to not allow over like 65 points in the first half, which they have in the first or the last three games or four games. I think No, three games. Last three games, they've allowed over 65 points in the first half. Kings team couldn't stop a rock at this point. They're very, very soft 
on both ends of the floor. And just like I've been saying, it's time for a change. Again, if you disagree with me, if you agree with me, if you want the Kings to go all in, if you think that this core can can work together, if you want the Kings to go after a big name, if you want the Kings to go after kind of some smaller names, and if you want the Kings to trade a certain player or hold on to a certain player, all of that, let's have that discussion. Because this discussion is going to be ongoing until the trade deadline itself. There's not necessarily a massive sense of urgency for the Kings to get trades done right now or immediately once the 15th happens, which is in three days. Because they're, like I said, with the West being so bad, they're still in the play in conversation. So they're not danger of massively falling out of it at this point in time. So they do have time on their side. But they do have to do something before the deadline. Something has to be done. So I want to hear from you. Of course, following tomorrow's uh, game against the the Raptors, we will have a, a post-game Lockdown Kings podcast. I apologize for not doing a post-game Cavs podcast. One, I simply was disgusted and didn't want to talk about the team. Two, I, I thankfully was at a, a friend's house for uh, some uh, some fun Dungeons & Dragons play. Uh, and if you're rolling your eyes and calling me a nerd, yes, I am, but I love Dungeons & Dragons. You should try it. Um, Thankfully, I didn't have to watch that whole game or devote my entire attention to that game. It was on in the background while I was in another fantasy realm because I did not want to be living in the reality, which is the Sacramento Kings are absolute garbage and were in that game. So I thought I was a winner that night. You might think I'm a loser. I thought I was a winner. At least I wasn't watching that game. Again, sorry I didn't do a post-game podcast on that. I know you look forward uh, to a lot of those, but we will be back with a post-game pod after the Raptors game. Um, and I will be also taking some time off after Christmas at the end of December, a couple post-game pods that I will be missing. I'll have a couple pre-recorded pods for you. Or at least that's the plan right now. My wife and I are going to go on a little vacation. But So be aware of that. But until then, more Locked on Kings content that you can look forward to. I can't wait for you to join me on the next Kings podcast. Hopefully, we're talking about something more positive. Hopefully, we're talking about a Kings win. And again, reach out to me. I'd love to engage with conversations uh, or in conversations with you outside of just this podcast. Appreciate your support. Can't wait to talk to you. Until next time, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked on Kings. 